Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If the Tampa Bay Lightning hope to three-peat as Stanley Cup champions, they'll have to become the first team in NHL history to overcome a 2-0 series deficit to win back-to-back best-of-seven series. Can the Lightning come back and make this a series? I voted yes, 63% saying no, the Lightning cannot come back. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome to Hour 2, everybody. It is your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We're coming at you live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination on the beautiful Satina Nation here in the uh, gateway to the foothills on National Indigenous Peoples Day and uh, celebrations across the country and recognizing that very important day. Speaking of very important, we got the moose, Darren DuPont, with us. You were saying it's, you noticed it's bumping in here, moose. It's bumping. At the Gray Eagle. It really is. What makes you say that? I, I don't know. I just got back to the stage bar, and I look around. It's got a little vibe going on. It was, yeah. You know, it's picking up. Like, a palpable see? vibe. People are winning. It's good. That's what it is. Oh, man. We were so happy to get back here, obviously, to Calgary's entertainment destination. First day of summer, and it's the first day of our summer residency here at Gray Eagle. And everybody at the front desk, welcome back. They've got signs. They put signs up around here for the show. I did... Not a small thing. No. It's exciting. I will say I learned a hard lesson. I didn't tell you this. Yeah. Um, you know I like to play the 25-cent poker. You lost? Before we play. No, I had $45 on my little ticket, right? Yeah. It expires after 30 days. No. So it's gone. <laughs> so i got to start <laughs> oh, from scratch. No. Start winning. By the way, i got to say this. Uh, we covered so much ground in hour one. If you're just tuning in, I really encourage you to go back. We talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning coming back to life and beating Colorado 6-2 in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. Bernie Nichols was with us, our NHL ambassador. There were some great stories on that. By the way, did you watch the interview with Bernie or were you on the phone? I was on the phone. He has not watched Winning Time. Okay. But he said that he was playing for the Kings at the same time that that Lakers documentary was done. So he said he used to go to all the games and stand in the corner, courtside, and watch. Really? When the Lakers came. So I said, you go watch it, Bernie, that's cool. and report back here next week and what you saw. So I, that's his task. Okay, I like it. Um, Memorial Cup, St. John beating Hamilton last night in game one, five, three. And St. John, the Blue Jays lost to the White Sox and all of that. But they're writing in and wanting to know about what went down between Bo Levi Mitchell and I last night at the golf tournament. And uh, we're, I'm not going to belabor that at all because people want to talk actual sports, not some stupid spat between two children like me and the Calgary Stampeders quarterback. But I will say this, and I don't think you weren't around. There was a guy from a car dealership at the golf tournament yesterday. I don't want to name names until they come sponsor us. And there's a lot of car dealerships there. Right, right. So, like, there's a live studio audience here right now at the Gray Eagle at the stage bar. So the guy, he he was blowing his mind. He's like, so you're doing your show... At the casino on television, but people come and watch? Yeah, dude, every day, 10 a.m. to noon. He's like, well, no offense, but I just can't believe people would show up to watch a show. I said, no offense, we can't believe it either. <laughs> but we're back. 
And now, you know, the way this has all started, for those that have been watching this show since we started this way back in February, think about that. Yeah. When we started bringing the live guests down, like the Lanny McDonald's and the Theo Fleury's and Catriona LeMay-Dones and the John Huffnagels and the not Bo Levi Mitchells and the Dave Dickinson's and people here in Calgary and Southern Alberta were calling the casino going, who's on Rod's show? Who's on Rod's show? They want to come down and watch. Yeah. I can't believe it either. It's but here we cool. are. So, yeah. So it's great. So the other thing is we cover a lot of ground in hour one, and then we get into fun sort of stories in hour two and kind of what the viewers want to talk about. Um, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, here's an interesting one. Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says, today is the longest day of the year, unless you are the Elks. Their longest day will be Saturday. That from Jeff, the Stamps fan. Um, there is news, by the way, out of the CFL heartland. Dan Clark, broken leg, the veteran center, and I think broken leg, fibula. I think, I think that's a season. I don't know that the team is saying that. But uh, tomorrow is when we get into what's the game of the week in the CFL. We're not getting into that today. But uh, have you been to a game, a CFL game, that does not involve the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in your life? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, Grey Cups. Okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Edmund, How about a regular Edmonton, season Edmonton, game? Edmonton, Montreal. That's not. I don't think so. I think the game I saw here was a rider game. I really think it was. Um, yeah, regular season. No, I don't think I have. Um, just Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, did you and Bo get into it? Again, go back and listen to the very, very start of the show. I don't want to spend the whole... This show deserves better than to talk about that petty little feud. It was petty. <laughs> Just to, like in 30 seconds is all we get. Because you got to go back to hour one, if you're, even if you're on the podcast. But they just they kept a distance. They looked at each other. They, nobody wanted to talk. When he couldn't defend himself, you got him on the mic. He didn't say anything bad, but, you know, he couldn't reply. Um, it is. It's, but that's entertaining. So to, Not to Bo. He literally turned as red as his helmet. I'm not joking. He doesn't like me very much. I do. Um, they're all talking about winning time. And, and again, this is daytime sports mm-hmm. and entertainment talk. So producer Clark has written, written in. He says, I can confirm winning time is pretty crazy. Just watched episode one last night. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, is winning time on Netflix? No. I said HBO Max, but the viewers are correcting, saying in Canada, it's on Crave TV. Yeah. Again, the rise of the Los Angeles Lakers. And all, they should have called it the Jerry Buss story. That's what they should have. Because that's what it's all about, is the owner of the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, it really is. It's a little bit about Magic and, and Kareem, but mostly it's about Jerry Buss and, and buying that team and, and how he managed it and didn't have any money and, you know fighting off the banks and partying and doing all the crazy things that he did. Uh, it is wild. It's a great show. But true. For, for, from yeah. everything that I understand, it's a true story. Yeah. There's some, you said that you've learned some people are not happy with how they've been portrayed. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be the case no matter what, right? I mean, magic, I think, and I don't really know 
what Magic's upset about, but he was smiling and laughing, and, and they overdo that because they want to highlight that this kid was, no matter what, was always in a great mood. And it almost comes off, at times, disrespectful, or that he doesn't really care about the team, but he does, you know. Um, didn't Among really... other things they yeah. portrayed him as. Yeah, so, you know, I'm sure some people were upset, but you've got to understand, this is TV, and it, based on a true story doesn't mean that everything in the show is true. I guess that's the other thing that we do here in hour two, is we, we bring in the viewers to throw every opinion on the table of what we've been talking about for the last hour. And one is the player for the Edmonton Elks, Mark Corte, an offensive lineman. I guess if he's the highest paid offensive lineman, that must mean he's the best player. And he missed Saturday's game for his own wedding. And he's been soundly criticized for that. And I get the sense that he doesn't care and good on him. But Ted watching in Red Deer says, I don't think a player could miss a game if he wasn't a starter. A marginal player would be making a career choice. Sure, but we're not talking about marginal players. We're talking about the best player on the offensive line. He clearly knew he could do it, and he wouldn't get cut. That's right. Clearly. He knew, and he would have had... It wouldn't be a surprise. Oh, by the way, guys, next Thursday, I'm going to be gone. Like, that's not a thing. They knew all along. They knew all along. When they were booking the dates, he went to, uh, you know, um, Victor Cui and said... This is what's up. Or Chris Jones. Or Chris Jones. But I, like I said in hour one, I think this was booked probably before Chris Jones got hired. It's probably booked 18 months in advance. Yeah. Right? So, depending where the wedding was. Yeah. Depending on where I the could just was. see Jones now. Uh, coach, I got to miss Saturday's game because I'm getting it. You got to do what now? What'd you say? <laughs> I could just, you got to do what? Well... It would have been in practice, and Jones would have been going through the, putting the starters up on the board. And uh, coach, you know I'm gone Saturday, right? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> told you. Tell oh you. no! <laughs> what? I guess uh, strike off Chris Jones plus one. He's not coming. <laughs> yeah. um, from Nelson. Will I be invited to Bo Levi's wedding? Oh, he's been met, married already. From Nelson Hackwich, our VP of Sim Events, saw the Alouettes play the Argos at Rogers Place. You could hear a pin drop. That's my question. Have you seen any CFL teams play that aren't your team? And to be honest, I don't think Grey Cups count because Grey Cups are Grey Cups. And I'll say this, with all due respect for the Canadian Football League, of which we have a ton, every NFL game, everyone is a Grey Cup. And that dawned on me in Tampa Bay in 2013 when I was hosting a sports trip down there. Just a, it was the Bucks and the Bills. Like, who cares? The Bucks sucked then. They got parades around the stadium. They got helicopters. They got paratroopers or parachuters. They got bands playing right. outside the stadium. Like, what the? It was when I first started getting introduced to the NFL. And. For as far as the CFL goes, I don't know. The, you know, the people are talking about the attendance. We haven't talked a whole lot about that. I mean, the one thing you keep hearing, well, that costs money, Rod. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I buzz is cheap. You know, the fight, the feud between Bo Levi and I didn't cost a thing. And it didn't even cost me seconds of lost sleep, believe me. That's what sells tickets, man. Yeah. When you can create a buzz and give people a reason to get out of bed. But, hey, I got it. I made a mistake. I have seen two teams play that aren't the Riders. And you were there, Winnipeg and Toronto. 
Right. In Winnipeg. Clearly wasn't that memorable for you. (laughs) (laughs) We left at halftime. We had fudge to eat. That's right. (laughs) Birthday. It's 11-11 Mountain. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. Perfect. Did they play it? I don't know. Why can't I hear the... I can't hear the sound of it. Yeah, we can't hear them. Um, Interestingly enough... And again, I'm trying to keep my finger on all the pulse of all the news. Oh, John Kirby's like our Edmonton consultant or, or a correspondent. correspondent yeah. He says the wedding was booked before the player was signed with the Edmonton Elks. That's what Chris Jones said in the interview. I can't speak for Chris Jones, and I won't. But you would think he's probably in the back of his mind going, well, you did sign... After, so can you move the wedding or can you, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that Mark would have looked at that, looked at options to move it. And the venue, probably a high-end venue, came back and said, yeah, we got an opening uh, uh, two Thursdays from now in 2025. Does that work? Mm -hmm. And the Mrs. Tabi was probably. Yeah. Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York says... If this time off was requested well ahead of time, what's the issue? It's like any of us asking our employer for time off. Really, Ryan? 30,000 people show up to watch you at work? You're the highest paid guy in your field and looked upon as a leader in your position area of where you work? I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I put it in my column on Sunday, do what's best for you. You need to sit back and say, what's best for me? Because a lot of things would have changed in my life if I had actually, probably everything would have changed in my life if I'd gone back years ago and done that. I'm doing it now. And a lot of people don't like it. And a lot of people don't like what Mark Cordy did. He did what was best for him. But that's the thing. Forget about what CFL players get paid. Forget about it. I think we'd all like to. NFL players, or even baseball players, because they're not getting their brains bashed down in every play. What's the average Major League Baseball salary? You want to say $2 million? Let's just say it. I don't know, but I'll yeah. say People say, why do these guys make that amount of money? We got doctors out here saving lives. We got people scrubbing toilets, doing stuff that nobody wants to do. And you're playing a game? One of the major differences is, again, 30,000 people don't show up to watch the doctor do brain surgery. It's not right. It's the way that it is. It's, it's business. Yeah, you got to accept that. Like, I can sit on my computer in my pajamas watching TV all day long, and if I'm a great, you know, investor in the stock market and crypto, I can make millions of dollars a year. I'm not doing anything crazy, right? Well, for sure. Working smart. Working smart, but it's business. It's, you know, um, how much money are you making in the company? What do you, you know, what's your value? Um, yeah, it's simple. I don't have any issues with any of that. In the vehicle, did you, where's the cowbell? Or do we have to go get one? We might have to get one. I thought I heard it the other day driving around. It might be in there. There's a lot of stuff in that car. I don't have the breaking news bell, but Robert and Prince Albert, or somebody pointing out that they have, and I got the notification here from TSN. Edmonton officially signs head coach to three-year deal through 24-25. And what is really interesting about that is his, his career trajectory 
Didn't we talk about this the other day on the show? Jay Woodcroft, was it mm-hmm. even yesterday? The guy started, I think it was last week. He's from Toronto, this coach of the orders, that nobody could even remember his name. Right. A month after he got called up by Edmonton, played junior A in the Toronto area, and then goes to the NCAA University of Alabama, Birmingham, that noted hockey powerhouse in Alabama. And then becomes, gets his first job in San Jose as a video coach. And then he slowly worked his way up and up and up. And the reason I, like, I respect the hell out of that. He's not somebody's kid, near as I can see. You know what I mean? A friend of the owner. Yeah. There's just something about Jay Woodcroft that clearly people relate to him. Obviously, he knows the game, but a lot of us know the game. But he's, you know, he worked his way up, man from junior A. It's a hell of a story. Yeah. I don't disagree with him getting a three-year extension. Do you? No. Yeah. He took this team that was a good team on paper and turned it around. So he easily, he proved that he knows how to communicate and manage the bench with the stars that he has, right? And, and the run they had in the playoffs was tremendous. You have to give him an opportunity to see this to the next level. He's now been the guy who got you that far, Right and failed, he now might know what needs to be tweaked to get it a step further and get into a Stanley Cup. So, no, I think this is a great move. I, I love it from Edmonton. And clearly uh, the organization's on board and the players are on board because I'm sure there would have been conversations with Connor and Leon and Duncan Keith and some of the other leaders on that team to be like, hey, you know, Darnell Nurse, and is this guy a guy that you want to play for long-term? And the answer is obviously yes. We have breaking news. Ring-a-ding-a-ding. The 2022 Canadian Football Hall of Fame induction class has been announced. It's headlined by Ricky Ray, Chip Cox, Dave Ritchie, Roy Shivers, and Paul McCallum. Mm. How about that? We got that to kick around, and tonight's sports scad will go over last night's again when we come back. We're broadcasting live from the stage bar on the first day of summer in our latest residency at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. You're watching on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. And the studio happens to be Gray Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. It is a live studio audience here, and we're loving it at Calgary's Entertainment Destination. By the way, acts the rest of this summer and fall here at Gray Eagle. The Beach Boys coming July 28th. Randy Hauser July 29th. August 3rd, The Tea Party with One Bad Son. Nazareth with special guests, The Headpins, August 12th. Bare Naked Ladies, August 20th. Terry Fader. I've seen him in Vegas, September 16th. He's a, he's a ventriloquist guy. Tracy Morgan's No Disrespect Tour, September 29th. You can get your tickets at GreyEagleResortAndCasino.ca or... Ticketmaster. The Moose is with us here. It's hour two. On the way, Julie Stewart-Binks will be joining us from the NHL Awards in Tampa Bay tonight. That's going to be fantastic. But 
Again, we got to go get a bell today, Moose. Where in Calgary could we get a cowbell, do you think? Any suggestions? Yeah, there's got to be a few. There's got to be a Lamley's or... Uh, do you have a cowbell there? I don't know. Cowtown? Um, in yes. Florida, I go to the Hobby Lobby, but we don't have one here, so we got to find a cowbell, all right? Uh, ringing, ringing. The Oilers, as we mentioned, have signed Jay Woodcroft to a three-year contract extension. I've got the news story here. The Oilers named Woodcroft as the team's interim head coach February 10th after Dave Tippett was fired. The Oilers underwent a rapid turnaround under the 45-year-old Toronto native. He looks younger than that. Doesn't he? Must be his full head of hair. I know. They went 22-8 and eight into the playoffs. Over their final 38 games under Woodcroft, 26-9-3, their second-best record in the NHL. Second place they finished in the Pacific. And we all know that they beat the order, uh, sorry, the Kings in uh, seven in round one, the Flames in five in round two, and then swept by Colorado in the Western final. Woodcroft had been the head coach of the order's American League affiliate to Bakersfield Condors since 2018. Before that, he was an assistant coach with the Orders for three seasons and the San Jose Sharks for seven. Spent three seasons as a member of the Detroit Red Wings coaching staff, winning a Stanley Cup in 2008. But what's got everybody perked up today, I think, and, and, and listen, I love the Hall of Fame debate. We can put that on my epitaph when I die. The tombstone that'll be as high as the Calgary Tower. I love the Hall of Fame debate. Don't talk to me about drafts. I don't care about drafts. I don't. NBA drafts Thursday. I couldn't tell you one kid. Could you? <laughs> I know. No. Not since Zion Williamson. Did I even have a clue what's going on? I don't care about drafts, but Hall of Fames, I'm here for, as are you. Yeah. Who doesn't love that debate? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I, I'm reading from the Canadian press story. I haven't seen the CFL news release yet, but former CFL stars Ricky Ray and Chip Cox were named this morning for induction into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. In their first years of eligibility, Ricky Ray won a record four Grey Cups as a CFL starting quarterback with both Edmonton and Toronto. Chip Cox claimed two league titles as a defensive backslash linebacker with the Alouettes. Spent his entire 13-year pro career there. Also named in the player category were kicker Paul McCallum. And I feel like we got to sit back and talk about that if he's a Hall of Famer or not. Fullback Tim Tyndale who, I'm sorry, I've been around the CFL a long time. I'm like, are you sure you don't mean Tim Tisdale? And Dick Thornton, who played on both sides of the ball. And then on the builder's side, former CFL head coach Dave Ritchie. Remember him? He's a warrior. Long-time team executive Roy Shivers. And Keith Evans, the Calgary Colts founder and former GM, were selected as builders. The 2022 class will be inducted September 16th at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. They're going to induct two, two Hall of Fame games in one year. Okay. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Now, the thing with McCallum, it's been a longtime friend of mine, but I've often said... I, I just believe that you have to win two Grey Cups to get into the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know everybody else's thoughts on that. As a kicker, I would think not. I, would, I wouldn't hold the Grey Cups as highly valued, I think, for a kicker. <laughs> I won't, my, my first thought was because you don't have as much impact on the game, but you do. You have a huge impact on the game, Right. But you can only kick the field goals that you're sent that you're given the opportunity to kick. 
Um, he showed, a, you know, the huge leg. Um, 62-yard field goal, I yeah, called it. 62 yards. I don't know what his overall career percentage ended up being, but it was fairly high for a long time, right? Put up I'm sure it's in the news release. Which... And, and he'll, be, he'll be there among the all-time leaders in points, probably. Kickers usually are. All-time scoring leaders in the Canadian Football League. So for those reasons, he's in the conversation, for sure. Um, and played for a long time. A lot of longevity in the league, too, which sometimes wins wins out when you play for a while. Fair. Oh, and by the way, going into the media wing, Glenn Souter and Ed Willis. And I don't know if you know or even know of Ed, but I was he wrote the book End Zone. Yeah. End Zones and Border Wars, the story of the CFL's American expansion. I told you about he said Jonathan Jennings compared him to Bruce Springsteen. I've seen the future. His name's John Jennings. Whoops. Uh, I've so yeah, it is here. I have the news release. I will say this. My, this is the thing with being on live television. My mind's racing. I'm trying to get my lips to catch up to where my mind's going here. Yeah. Because for the Rough Rider fans that are watching right now, they will know the Paul McCallum, not his legacy, but, but for sure not his, his legacy is this. It's a Hall of Fame induction. But the 2004 CFL West Final, Vancouver, I was there. I called it. He missed what was, I believe, an 18-yard field goal. A chip shot. Missed it. Lost the game. I think he spent one more season with us and then went to BC and won a great cup in 2006. Yeah. Like a lot of my friendships, Paul and I have had an off-and-on friendship over the years. I'd like to think that we're friends. I remember one night after that. Yeah, sure, he stayed another year. I remember one night being in the Pump Country nightclub. Did you ever pump it up back oh, in yeah, the day? Yeah, I did. I was with McCallum, and a guy came up. He was, Paul was holding a fishbowl, sucking on his straw. Some guy came up and spat in his face. A Ryder fan for missing that kick. That's what it's like. That's, that's what it can be like. When times aren't good. Alex Goche brought that up yesterday. 2011 when he was with the Rough Riders. It was a terrible year. We started 1-7. and seven. He's like, whoa, it was rough. It can be very rough. Can you imagine somebody in your office spitting at you in the face because you photocopied the wrong piece of paper? That's what... Anybody who thinks this is comparable to your job, it is not comparable to your, to your job. So it's just not... Any of it. Um, Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, Guy Fieri is so excited to be on the RP show that he can't stop pouring his drink. What did Jordan think? That was water or something? Or um, milk. <laughs> Director Jordan thought it was milk that Guy Fieri was pouring. That's tequila. Actually, he thought it was Dave Patrician pouring milk. <laughs> the he thought doctor. it was the sports doctor from Winnipeg. Um, Jason in Red Deer says, I was hoping Chris Schultz would have went into the media wing. Would have been a great tribute. Or did he already? No, he didn't. I'm sure at some point he will. It's very interesting, <laughs> extremely interesting, how these Hall of Fames work now as opposed to how they used to. From Jack Fulton. In Vulcan, Alberta, he says, Rennie Parodies will be a first ballot Hall of Fame inductee. There's no doubt. And, you know, and that's the other thing that the viewers don't know. Jeff, the Stamps fan, clearly does. 
But he says, Manure Monday. I was with McCallum at the departure gate as we were leaving Vancouver after he missed that field goal, and his home was being vandalized, terrorized by Ryder fans. I was sitting right beside him. His mom came to the airport. She knew what was going on back in, at his home. Paul didn't. It was 2004. We didn't all have cell phones. Right. No, we didn't. And it was a traumatic time for him. And to be honest, I don't know how he could have stayed for the 2005 season. He did. Good on him. But he, he wanted to stay and face the music. But it was traumatic for him and his family. Where was I going with this? How could it not be? That's insane that he went through that and good on him for, for going through it. And he got rewarded because he got his great cup and, you know, went on to do some really great things in BC and around the league. And, but yeah, that's, it's just, it's unthinkable. You would, you know, that fans would do that, but they did. I guess that's something some night or day you and I will have to do our traditional driving laps around Calgary. Like we do on the stony what is it? Stony, Stony Trail. Trail? Yeah. And just think of the notes that I'm going to put in my book, because I haven't even thought about the McCallum thing for years. Jack says, wasn't that when some Sask fan dumped a load of manure on Paul's front step? Yes, but to be honest with you, they got it the wrong house. They put it on the neighbor's lawn, which was kind oh, of ironic no. when you think about it, <clears throat> that it was a miss. They missed. Yeah. <laughs> right. But... Just some losers ruin it for everybody, like everything in life. But I remember the following Monday night on my radio talk show, Paul came on the air and broke down, crying, thanking the people of the province for supporting him in this moment. So that, I don't know if he could have taken a positive out of that or not. But I think that the one thing well, I told you, my mind's racing here. Paul's mom was there at the airport with us, and she knew what was going on, but they were trying to protect Paul from knowing. Because could you imagine if your house was being terrorized? Which literally, there was, I think somebody had lit a fire. It was really bad. Imagine being a two-hour flight away from your home and your wife and kids are being terrorized like that. You couldn't, you'd go out of your mind. You would. So we were all trying to just protect him. Oh, man, it was terrible. Uh, Jack, the Stamps fan, says, uh, or Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, says, I remember Hank decided to leave SAS because of that also. No, no, no. You got a little backwards there. Henry left Saskatchewan because of Roy Shivas. It was after Henry left that all that stuff happened. Henry was beloved by everybody except his own general manager. Uh, it was, this is brutal. Um, Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, I couldn't be more embarrassed being a Ryder fan when that happened. It was 2004 because I was going to the Grey Cup in Ottawa a week later for the Grey Cup. And I remember at the airport, they were going through my bag. It had a Ryder logo on it. And they're like, oh, you're from Saskatchewan. You got any manure in here? That's what the people at the airport said. They National news again. Anyways, one last thing. So we're going to go to a movie tonight. Yes. Speaking of being traumatized, yes. just to bring this out of the ditch. The movie Maverick. I think we're going to go to the movie Maverick. But I said, to, you went and watched Top Gun? I watched it, uh, the original. The, the original? The original. Yeah. Kenny Loggins, man. Danger oh, yeah. Zone. 
That's cool. That's cool. But uh, I'm traumatized. I went to uh, Top Gun. I was in about grade nine. I went with my church youth group, and one of the grade 12 girls put her hand on my leg in the theater. I was a late bloomer, okay? In the church group. Freak me out! Right? Hot. Yet in the theater, but I'm like, oh boy. So when this movie came out, I was like, immediately went back to 1988. We'll put a, or whatever it was. We'll put a seat between us, and I won't put my hand on your lap, okay? So <laughs> I won't. Promise? I promise. All right. Julie Stewart-Bings joins us from the NHL Awards next. Moose, in overtime. See ya. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. It is Taco Tuesday. As you know, Canadians love local. Go local. Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar, cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all made in Canada. $2 tacos all day and night at Taco Time. All right. We're very excited for Julie Stewart-Binks. And the finalists and award winners tonight, it's the NHL Awards in Tampa Bay. JSB joins us from the NHL Network tonight. Julie, thank you for the time. I know it's been a very busy day. How's Tampa? Oh, Rod, uh, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you and to come on your show. And it has been wonderful being in Tampa. Like, it is kind of a full circle weird moment for me because for those who know me, I was covering the first round leaps, bolts, and I got COVID and I wasn't able to finish covering that. And then now I'm back here covering the Stanley cup final for the NHL. And I kind of feel, I feel like it's either been a hundred years or like one hour. I, I don't even know anymore, but Tampa is, uh, it's hot obviously, but so is Denver. But everyone is, I feel like always the, the vibe with the fans here is like, they're just happy. They're always having a good time. Um, it's, it's almost like you're like happy's like happy place. And I mean, if you've won two cups back to back, like that would be of course the reason why, but it's, it's always a good time here and people are always just so friendly. It's almost like it's very Canadian in a way, but I think that's because of the success of the team. Like, I don't know if that's what it's always been like here. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great, and we have the NHL Awards tonight, which is going to be different and exciting to kind of just to have everyone back together again. Well, uh, Julie, yeah, I'm excited for you. I mean, honestly, I'm going back and forth between Canada and the U.S. I'm trying to keep it all straight. TNT, NHL, TBS. You were on NHL on TBS in round one, were you not? What, what did I see you on doing interviews? Yes, yes, that was it. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get the ringside role doing the Leafs and Tampa Bay Lightning for the first round. And when I got offered the job, which was sort of like the the week before the playoffs, I I said, like, do do they know I'm from Toronto? Because that might influence them putting me on the series. Uh, You know, I'm not a homer. I can be a journalist. I've covered hockey for the last 12 years but um they said you know they want people that understood kind of like the pulse of the city and seeing Nabil Kareem cover the Raptors against the Sixers in the first round for TNT I totally understood that vibe because 
you know, having someone come in and try to explain to an American crowd what what's going on in Toronto, why they've had sort of like the playoff demons, all this kind of stuff uh, feels more authentic coming from someone who has, you know, really seen it firsthand. And so it was a dream job. It was so exciting. It was fun. I got to work with some of the legends of Eddie Olchek to Keith Jones, John Forsland, Brendan Burke, like a lot of these guys that maybe people in Canada might not have uh, worked with before. Um, Jen Botterill are seen on TV, but they're huge now. TNT has just taken the NHL by storm and ESPN as well. So it was uh, it was a dream job, and I was very, 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 very safe over COVID. And you know what? It just got me at the worst possible time. And I watched the rest of the series from a from a, a hotel room in Toronto, so I can't complain. And I was okay, but did that. Came home to New York, and then worked on my show. I also have my show drinks with being some Fubo TV, and I've been doing it all women in hockey, which has been really great to um, support and promote different voices across the game that might not normally have the spotlight. And and I really like that. And then now to also still be doing that, and now here at the NHL has been. Uh, really just a dream. I'm just pumped to be back in a hockey. And I will have to say to get the Sasky connection back there. I interviewed Braden point the other day in the media bill, like just the, the fun media day, the fun. I mean, it's not really that fun for anyone, I guess like the players, but uh, the media availability. And I told him that I was at his first skate in Moose Jaw when he was 15. And that made me feel like super old when I said that, but I, uh, I got him to give, actually, I got to send it to the Warriors, but I got him to give a shout out to Usha and the Warriors. Oh, man, they love him here, but it's a fight because I'm in Calgary and there's a jersey of him up in this childhood arena, as you can well imagine. The Flames Community Arena is too bad that he's not able to play. Uh, I got to ask you about the Mm -hmm. awards tonight. As much as you know, Julie, why is it not in Vegas? Why did they move it to Tampa for tonight? Uh, I, I guess that's a question probably for the NHL. I don't know exactly. I think it was what I was reading was um, they wanted it to be kind of more of like a community vibe feel. They were going to do it on the East Coast anyway. But like a lot of the presenters are people that have been influenced or have influenced the hockey community in various different ways this year. Uh, not celebrities, but 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 people who have have heartwarming stories who have gone through like a whole lot or have, you know, been doing some incredible work for the game. They're not, as I said, they're not stars, but they're people that have, it's very grassroots. And I think it's like very feel good in that regard. And I think especially after like the two years we've had to kind of go back to, um, you know, it, it, it being this glitz and glam and kind of like over overdone just doesn't feel right because we're still dealing with a lot of stuff. People have, dealt with a lot of loss too as well so it kind of feels nice it's like i was just at the venue earlier this morning um you know there's tables set up it actually feels like a wedding and i uh i explained this you know in in canada you mc weddings in the states you don't mc a wedding that's a dj's job so i was like oh wow i feel like i'm gonna mc this wedding and people were kind of like yeah what are you what are you talking about why would you mc a wedding but it looks like that vibe of there's no dance floor, sadly. That's one oversight I think we should have at this NHL awards. But it it has like kind of a nice dinner, Golden Globes feel to it. Well, as you can imagine, who knows how the night's going to go? Maybe they will bust out a dance floor by the time this thing is done. And speaking of a party, 
with Tampa winning 6-2, what's that done to the town that the Lightning have a chance now to make this a real series? I think it's just given everyone sort of like that shot of adrenaline that we that everyone needed in this series, like from the players, the team, to the media, to the fans of like seeing them getting steamrolled seven, nothing the other day in game two was like a shocker, I think for everyone. And whether or not you thought Colorado was going to win this series, I don't think you, it's like both games were just so different. You have like an overtime game where Tampa comes back and then you have an absolute blowout. And so that's why I felt Game three, which I picked correctly, thankfully, because on the show I do, Stanley Cup Live, Jackie Redman, um, host of NHL Now, we put we wear shirts if we like get it wrong, like I was wrong if we picked the wrong thing. We both were wrong because we picked Tampa in game two. And I just thought, like, man, they're I, I just don't see them like bowing out this easy. Like I even in the first round covering it and seeing John Cooper and talking with him, it just feels as though they're just like that team that can can figure out a way to get it done and actually talking with ron mclean just to you know name drop right there he said he likens john cooper to dwight mcmillan from the wayburn red wings of how it would take him two games to figure out an opponent he said john cooper's a lot like that where because you notice it in the last round and even like say the first like not florida but against toronto as well takes like two games for him just sort of like you know, circle and then attack. And so I could totally see that happening again. There are injuries on both sides. Now there's goaltending concerns also for Colorado because a lot of people forgot about what their goaltending situation was like with Brantso's coming in and, you know, it not being like Vasilevsky as well. He's kind of all over the place sometimes, but he's obviously an elite goaltender that you want on your side. So we see that Kucherov will likely play game four. Braden Point is day to day. And, you know, Nick Paul got a little banged up in game three as well. And then on the other side, Burakovsky didn't play. And not sure about the status of Kadri. So, regardless of like what the teams are like and how they're built and how they play, it's like, man, those injuries always can just negate everything, as we saw also with the Rangers. So I feel like the Rangers would have been better had they not been so banged up. Well, that is one heck of an update. And by the way, Dwight McMillan watches the show all the time. So you just made an old man's day. I just talked to Mac a couple days ago. So yeah, he'll be happy to know that Ron McLean's talking about him. And JSB, so happy to see you on top of the world. I know you're busy. Rock it tonight (laughs) and enjoy the rest of the series. Thank you. Hardly on top of the world. I'm just a traveling suitcase of like uh, equipment and whatever it is that uh, is my life right now. But Ron, Ron, it's always like a huge, huge honor to be on your show. So thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Julie. Stay safe. See ya. Julie Stewart-Binks from uh, NHL Network joining us and the NHL on TBS. That was fun. Going to be a great night. NHL Awards tonight in Tampa. The Moose will be back for our final segment next. Taco Time viewer takeover. You were watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. 
The studio is Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, and specifically the Stage Bar. As we welcome back Darren Moose Dupont and the flow. That is Darren Moose Dupont here for OT. You ready to talk to some of the viewers, answer yeah. some of their questions? See cool. What they got going on. Uh, well, for one, we were asking, have you seen a CFL game that did not involve your favorite team? And I'm not sure people got the message. Glenn Brunet, watching in Medicine Hat, writes in and says, seen games in Regina, Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa, and Toronto. Just there for the football. But I'm like, yeah, did you go to watch your favorite team play or did you watch two other teams play? And I might have misconstrued what he was getting at. Um, But I'm very proud of today's show, Moose. We covered a lot of ground. We talked about the CFL Players of the Week, the Hall of Fame induction. Jay Woodcroft's got a new deal. Three years as coach of the Edmonton Oilers, and the awards go tonight in Tampa Bay. And again, I'm, what do I tell you all the time? Consistency, consistency, consistency. It's not that I don't like change. I've gone through massive change in my life, but this NHL awards tonight, you're saying, what is Julie doing tonight? I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> She's there covering it for the NHL network. Yeah. But this morning I was reading the NHL website, and they said, the awards tonight will be carried on Sportsnet in Canada, TVA in Quebec, the French language sports channel, and then I can't remember what it was in the United States. But it's not in Vegas. And Julie wasn't even really sure why they moved it to Tampa Bay. See, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, we just got used to it being in Vegas every year. And now it's not in Vegas, and nobody knows why. Well, and I'm really confused. Maybe it's because we went a year without it, but um, did they always have it during the Stanley Cup final? Pretty much, yeah. Because I thought because it's in the Stanley Cup final, they're going to do it at the destination of wherever the games are. So if it would have been in Colorado, right now they would have had the, game, the award ceremony in Denver. Don't you feel like it's been in Vegas forever, though? It has been. But yeah. I feel like it was at a different time of the year, like after the Stanley Cup. Well, was it was always June. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. Or before the Stanley Cup. Anyways, or between rounds. But either way, um, you know, in the article I read, too, one of the American uh, publishers um, the opening line was, hands up if you just are finding out that they're actually having the award ceremony this year. So it's not just me. Because okay. they had been handing out all these other awards over the last number of weeks. And I'm like, oh, they're just going to announce them all on social media and in press releases. And, and then this. But now they're having the award ceremony to hand out four awards, you know, or whatever they're going to do. So, um, yeah, I think we're all a little confused, but I think it'll still be a great night and celebrate. And I think we're excited to see, you know, there's some question marks around Defenseman of the Year and the Hart Trophy for sure. So it'll be a, a good night. Uh, our poll question pertains to the General Manager of the Year Award, the Jim Gregory Award. And the finalists for the award will be announced tonight at the actual awards. Like, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but this is confusing even, I think, for a brain surgeon. So they don't have the finalists. yet. We came up with three of our own. Colorado's Joe Sackick, the Flames' Brad Tree Living, or... The Florida's Bill Zito. Yeah. And running away with it. Running away with it is Joe Sackick of the Colorado Avalanche. And I would think if you viewers have voted for him, the NHL voters probably will too. So we'll congratulate him early. Uh, Gino DePauli watching. He writes in and says, uh, God's country loves Rod and Darren. Would love to see you guys at Seaman Stadium 
for an Okotoks Dogs game. I think that sounds grand. Doesn't it? Let's do it. I would love to do that, Gino. Let's look at the schedule. Yeah. And I want to go to Sylvan Lake, too, because they got a new team there. Okay. Looks like fun. Regarding, uh, Gino goes on to say, regarding Ron McLean comparing John Cooper, the lightning coach, to legendary Weyburn Red Wings head coach Dwight McMillan. Gino says, Dwight McMillan, still remember interviewing three straight weekends with three different SJHL teams in Melfort, Nippon, and Humboldt. A great guy to deal with in the SJHL media. Yeah, Mac. He just called the other day. He's like, I got, there's a guy on your show that has drones. We need a drone guy. He's still working. Pan-Canadian oil down there in the Weyburn area, Mac. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, long story there, but a good story. Tomorrow, Jock Wilson's going to be down here. Famed Calgary sportscaster. He can talk NHL, CFL, anything, whatever we want to talk about. Are we going to go to Top Gun tonight? What is it? Maverick. Maverick. You're not going to put your hand on my leg? I'm not, I won't. We'll have a seat between us, I promise. Um, but, yes, we'll go. Absolutely. The first day of our summer residency began today here at Great Eagle. And as I said, very proud of today's show. We covered a lot of ground and had a lot of fun, most importantly. Uh, celebrate and observe National Indigenous Peoples Day today, however you would like. And we'll see you tomorrow with Jocko here at noon Eastern on Game Plus TV. I never told you to shut up. Well, a couple times. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Approved. Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Hell yes. Hoorah. Awesome. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.